This morning's reading is from Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25, the parable of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood, sorry, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and, all, sorry, and love your neighbor as yourself. He answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he too passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for all any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Amen. it's time for us to sing again we're going to stand this is a really old song but i think it's very very appropriate for this morning we're going to sing he's got the whole wide world in his hands so please stand and sing together so let's remind ourselves what is our mission for today it's not impossible it's possible, so if we go on, we'll see what it is. Shall we say it again together, just so we've really got it there in our minds as we carry on? So, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbour as yourself. Okay. This quotation is originally taken from the Jewish law. We've just heard it read um, as part of the story of Jesus telling the parable of the Good Samaritan. But it's actually part of the foundation teaching of the Jewish people. And it's the most basic explanation of what Jewish people try to do to follow God. So the original uh, quotation is written in the book of Deuteronomy. And it's prayed every day by Orthodox Jews in their morning and evening prayers. This is something that they're constantly reminding themselves of and putting first in their minds. So obviously it was something that was really well known to Jesus and to his followers and to the people hearing him as he was speaking and teaching um, in Israel. And particularly it was known very well to the man who came to see Jesus on this particular day. He's called an authority in the law. So somebody who would have known exactly the right answer to give. But he decided to turn the question on to Jesus and ask Jesus the question when he came to meet him. What must I do to receive eternal life? 
Maybe he's trying to catch Jesus out. Maybe he was just seeing what Jesus um, was about, whether he was uh, different to the Orthodox Jewish teaching. But Jesus turned it around to him, didn't he? He asked a question in return. Instead of trying to, to answer the man's question, he threw it back to him and asked him what he thought the law said. And as I say, the man knew exactly what the law said. He knew exactly how to answer. He came out with the quotation probably without even thinking about it. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. So he knew the answer already. He knew what his mission was. He knew what he must do. But he had another question for Jesus. He wasn't prepared to walk away at that point. He was really digging in there to see what Jesus was about. So he said to Jesus, okay, so who is my neighbour? And that's when Jesus began to tell the story, the one we know very, very well. As a reply to that question, he started, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And then the story of the Good Samaritan followed. And often we hear that story and we're told that story as a reminder that everyone is our neighbour. It doesn't matter who they are, it doesn't matter where they're from, it doesn't matter their race, religion, language, we must show them love. And that is certainly true, that's something that Jesus was trying to put across. The most unlikely character in the story, the Samaritan man who would have been an enemy of the poor Jewish man lying injured in, in the road. He was the one who helped. While the people that we expect should have helped, should have done the right thing, the priest and the Levite crossed over and walked by on the other side without doing anything at all. So that's a basic message of the story. Everyone is our neighbour. It doesn't matter who they are. But I also think the story has quite a lot to say to us this morning about how we can be good Samaritans like the man in the story was, how we can actually love like he did. And I think there are three things that the Good Samaritan can teach us today. And it's very convenient for me and for you to remember it as well, in that they all begin with the same letter, the letter L. And hopefully, as you came into church, you received a letter L on a wonderful, bright, fluorescent orange bit of paper. If you didn't, then do wave your hand, because I'm sure the stewards would be happy to bring one or pass you one. But that's a reminder for you, the letter L. So the first thing that I think uh, we can learn from the Good Samaritan is to look. Okay? Look. If we really want to love others, then we need to look around us and find out what's actually happening for them. We need to look really carefully to see what their need is. The priest and the Levite saw the man as they walked down the road but they didn't really look at him. They were far too busy with their own business. We don't know, maybe the priest was on his way home after offering uh, the sacrifices in the temple. Maybe he was rushing home to his wife and a nice hot dinner. Maybe the Levite was on his way to the temple. Maybe he was a bit late for his duties. Maybe he didn't have time to stop and help the man. We will never know. We can guess, we can, we can wonder, but the story doesn't tell us why they didn't stop. But what we do know is that they didn't really take the time to look and see what had happened to the man or to think about what they could do about it. They just walked by on the other side, avoided the problem and the man and carried on with their lives. So I wonder, is that something that sometimes we're a bit guilty of doing. We're a bit busy worrying about an appointment or a commitment or something we want to do 
and not thinking about other people around us. Maybe we need to stop and look and see what people really need so that we can fulfil our mission to them. The good Samaritan did stop and he really looked at the man. And when he looked at him and saw him, he felt sorry for him. He knew he needed to do something about the man's condition and he was prepared to do that. So the first word is? Look. Well done. Okay. The second word is listen. If we want to really love others, we need to find out from them exactly what we can do to show them that love in a way that's right for them. And that's why we were practicing listening earlier. The priest and the Levite were not ready to listen. They were just distracted by all the things around them. Just like our volunteers earlier on got a bit distracted by all the things they were trying to do. And apart from Boris, Boris was so focused. I was very impressed by that. But the others were a bit distracted, weren't they? They didn't perhaps listen because they were worrying about the next thing and what they were doing. That's a bit like what the priest and the Levite were like. They didn't listen to the man. They didn't stop to see what help they could give him. They didn't ask him what they could do. We're all used to saying something when we meet each other, aren't we? I'm sure you'll all agree with me. When we meet someone, we often say, how are you, don't we? Put your hand up if you say that. How are you when you see someone? It's a really easy question to ask, isn't it? And usually, most people will say, I'm all right. And we can move on and carry on. But is that really the answer? Do we wait for the real answer? Or do we just accept that first answer that comes? I'm all right, thanks. Do we just move on after that without perhaps waiting to listen a bit more? Do we remember what the person has told us last time we spoke about their school friend, something that was happening in the classroom, or their job situation, something at work, or their parents who were unwell? And do we then ask the right questions to find out exactly what's happened since then and maybe how we can help? Or are we just distracted by all the things we're doing that we don't really take time to listen? So maybe we need to stop and look and listen and then we can fulfil our mission. So the second word is? Listen. Listen. Good, you're with me so far. Okay. The good Samaritan looked and listened and then he knew what he had to do to help the man. That's when he poured the oil on his wounds and the wine and he bandaged him up and carried him off to safety. So the third and last thing that we need to do is to show love in a practical way. And if we really want to love other people, it's not just saying, oh, they're there. It's not just our sympathy, but it's something more, something practical that we can actually do about their situation. Now, by this time, the priest and the Levite are long gone. They are way down the road. They are not prepared to show love to the man but the good Samaritan has stopped and he's looked and he's listened and now he's ready to show love and he did what he could for the man with what he had by the roadside whatever was in his bags he got them out and he used them and he put the man on his donkey and he took him to an inn and there he asked the owner to continue to care for him he was willing to pay for that care up front And then whatever else it might cost, he would pay for it later. So his love would continue even after he'd left and gone on his way. And sometimes we're not able to help our neighbours by ourselves. 
Sometimes their need is so great it's beyond our ability to help them. But we can find someone else who might be able to do that. So if we're at school and someone is hurt on the playground, there are going to be people somewhere in school who are trained in first aid and able to help them and get get help for them. So we can do that. And if we're listening to someone about how they're being bullied, we might not be able to change that situation. But maybe we can find someone who has the authority to do something about it and to really help them. And when we look at the world around us today, there is need absolutely everywhere. Just turning on the news, you can see the terrible floods in Jakarta, the awful fires still raging in Australia. We hear about refugees continually fleeing from their homes in Syria. And then people in the UK, too, who don't have enough food, who are relying on food banks and people to help them. And we can't do something about all of those situations. But sometimes we need to stop and look and listen and then find help from the people who can do something, who are trained and experienced in those areas. And so that's partly what this morning is about, I think. As we take a bit of time after the service to look at the various missions and charities and agencies that this church supports, we'll be able to see who they are loving, who they're caring for, and then find out how we can show our love too. And sometimes, as Joe's already said to us, it's by giving some money to support the work that's already happening. Sometimes it's by praying and praying for the people, as Pastor Prince encouraged us to continue praying and thanked us for praying. And sometimes it's finding out the needs for ourselves to see if we can actually go and do something about it. So please, this morning, let's take some time to stop, look, listen and love. And hopefully that way we'll be fulfilling the mission that we've been given by God. To love others as we love ourselves and as we've been loved by him. And of course I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that now. So you've got your letter L. Some nice paper aeroplane L's down the front here, which is great. And that's hopefully a reminder for you this week to look and to listen. And I hope it will also be a prompt for you to love your neighbour, whoever that might be, whether it's a literal neighbour living next door, whether it's someone at school or work or a family member or someone else. And what you might like to do is to think of someone that you want to show your love to this week and write their name on your L. Just as a reminder, if you write their name down, it kind of fixes it in your head. It's that stopping and listening. Or maybe if you go over to the uh, tables and boards at the side later on, you might want to find out about one of the particular charities that that are there, one of the missions. And maybe there's something that will stand out to you there, and you might want to remind yourself by writing something on the back of your L that you'd like to carry on praying for. Maybe the name of the mission or something particular they're asking you to pray. And if you can't think, put Pastor Prince's name on the back and pray for him, because he's actually asked us to, face to face. Or maybe you just need that letter, that letter L, to remind you this morning how much God loves you and to remind you that he's there to listen to you, to look after you and to love you, whatever your need might be today. So please take your L away with you. Please use it as a reminder. Please put it somewhere to prompt you this week. Uh, And I'm just going to pray as we think about that together. So let's pray quietly with each other. Father God, we thank you for the mission that you have given us 
to love our neighbour as we love ourselves and as you love us. Thank you for showing us your amazing love. Help us to look and listen and to love others with that same love. And this morning as we see all the wonderful organisations that are carrying out your mission to love their neighbours, give us open hearts and minds to find out how we can support and help them in this mission too. Amen. Just to say, one of our um, young people, one of our boys' brigade, is actually going out to Africa today. So Joe Smith, uh, Lisa's son, is flying out to Africa this afternoon at five o'clock. And Lisa was going to ask me to do a prayer text, but she hasn't sent me any information. So can we just pray for Joe, um, particularly as he's flying by himself um, out to Nairobi and then an internal flight in Kenya and then a drive uh, to get to the place where he's going to be helping, I think, to build something. I'm, not, I'm really not entirely sure what he's doing, but pray for Joe. It's a really brave thing for an 18-year-old lad to do. And uh, Lisa, his mum, has asked us to pray. So I just want to put his, my, his name in your mind, and perhaps you can write Joe on the back of your L as well, um, as someone who's going from here out to love other people in Africa. So we're going to finish our service by singing together again. And this time it's a song that really encourages us to love our world and to pray that God would bring his love to those who really, really need it. So please really think about these words as we sing them. We're going to sing together, bring heaven to earth, Lord. <laughs>